2: This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Hour three of the Nightcap. Happy Friday for those of you tuning in on the East Coast alongside Scott Seidenberg sitting in for Sean King. You see Scott. Each and every evening from one to four a.m. Eastern Time on the Look Ahead, filling in for Mr. King today. Uh, Halftime at the Kennel, and uh, we got him just where he won him on the over, <laughs> thirty-six to thirty-three. Wonderful. All we are are ninety off the pace, and I'm sure odds makers are laughing, saying, yeah, "We got you. You went on the over on Gonzaga and San Francisco." And that's probably what Chris Andrews is saying as he joins us right now. Sportsbook director at the South Point. Chris, always a pleasure. We appreciate it. As always, we don't have to waste your time with college basketball. Let's get into this weekend. And is this now I know the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl, but outside of the Super Bowl, is this top three biggest handle weekends of the year with four massive matchups?
4: Well, right now, I'd say probably top two. Wow, wow. Okay. We we've, yeah. we've got massive—I'll use your word—we got massive handle on three of the four games, and it's funny. The best game of the week has the smallest handle. That's the Bills and Chiefs, uh, but I got huge numbers on everything else, and because of the numbers, and mm-hmm. I've always said there's. Uh, matchups create action, and then numbers create action. And right now there's been some fluid numbers, and big opinions on three of the four games. And right now, not so much on that Bill's Chiefs game. We're kind of in a dead area. We'd be between one and a half and two and a half. Uh, so nobody's really uh, rushing to the windows to get that great number. But, you know, that'll change come Sunday, especially the last game of the, of the weekend. You know, people are going to reinvest or try to catch up one of the two.
3: Talking to Chris Andrews, Sportsbook Director at the South Point. Chris, throughout the year, we always have fun trying to guess uh, the lopsided ticket count, the public dog. I look at this, I feel like there's two-way action. My guess, two-way action on Rams and Bucks. Uh I would guess some two-way action, maybe lean towards the Titans. Is the biggest difference right now
4: at South Point Packers laying the five and a half? Uh, yeah, that's not even close. That's okay. almost a two-to-one ratio. Uh, the other ones are, you know, much, much closer than that. But right now we've got the public certainly backing the Packers, um, but we've had some sharp play also on the Packers, but uh, you know, the the 49ers plus six seems to be the sharp play and uh, taking the Niners on the money line plus, oh, like uh, two ten or better. You know that's also a sharp play from the from the wise guys out there. Chris, we know that money has
2: been coming in late, uh, especially when it comes to these playoff games and some late action has forced some late line movement. Uh, that Rams-Bucks game is really interesting because it, it's staying on this number of three. Any chance you'll move off of that number if you get some late action here before a kickoff on Sunday?
4: Well, yeah. I got two and a half on my board as we speak. Great. Um, okay. I got... I got monstrous money on the Rams and, you know, we do everything at 11 to 10. Uh, So when I was at three, I was the only three flat that I know of now I'm a two and a half. I'm the only two and a half flat that I know of. Uh Uh, So we're, we're getting uh, just monstrous action both ways. Um, You know, it won't touch the super bowl, but this is probably other than the super bowl. Probably the biggest game we'll ever have, I would say, at the South Point. So, right now, it's headed that way. And, I mean, it's only Thursday. You know, we still got three more days. So, uh, yeah, the the handle on this game is just monstrous.
3: uh, That's something. Biggest game out there. What about totals? Uh, I know people like to bet overs. Buffalo, Kansas City. You mentioned people are staying off that. Not a ton of handle uh, or tickets, I guess, written uh, on Buffalo, Kansas City yet. Uh, But this is a game that I think a lot of people – uh, would expect a shootout. We've had a couple people in our airwaves who really like the over uh, in this game. A look at you guys are at 54, Chris. Being that it's the last game on Sunday, everything kind of carries into this one. Is your expectation you'll need the under and Bills Chiefs?
4: You know, it's hard to say because right now I, I opened the game 55, and uh, one of my biggest players uh, bet me under the 55. And I, I was more than happy to accommodate him. Uh, because I did feel that we will get a, a ton of overplay by by Sunday afternoon and we'll have a ton of overs heading into that, you know, parlay wise, you know if if the couple of the games, the earlier games go indeed go over. Uh, so like I said, I was more than happy to accommodate them right now, um, you know, ticket wise, it's about uh, a three to two ratio on the over. But money-wise, about a 3-to-1 ratio on the under. Hmm. So we'll see how that all plays out. But they're definitely coming back on the over. Uh, I had gone as low as 53 and a half, but I'm back to 54 now. And uh, I, I, think the, I think the over money will continue. But right now, a sharp play is under the 55.
2: How many times have you changed the line on this game? And how many times do you think you're going to change the line before
4: Sunday night? Which one? On the Bills and Chiefs? Yeah. Uh well, I opened two and a half, you know, the a respected player took it. I went to two, I saw it drop a little lower. So I wound up going to one and a half without a whole lot of action. Just, I respect the guy that took the two and a half off me, but also made me a decent player on the money line. So I, I moved it a little more quickly um, just because out of respect for that one player who did bet me. So I only probably moved it twice. I would say this for thus far. Okay. Interesting.
3: Talking once again to Chris Andrews uh, over at the South Point. Um, you guys have posted, as uh, a handful of, uh, of folks here in town have done, the exactas uh, for the Super yeah. Bowl match or for the Super Bowl uh, result. Uh, what what have have you made any moves on that? What have you gotten some action on uh, on notable matchups?
4: Oh yeah, geez, yeah. I mean the handle has been terrific. And by the way. Uh, I did invent that about 20 some years ago. Yeah. Was, you know, the <laughs> They're so all copying gonna you, myself. Chris. I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit because I I think it's a hell of a prop. It and, is. You know, you can get, you can get some pretty good payouts and, you know, you're looking at a team. You know, like Kansas City or, or Green Bay are certainly the favorites and deserve to be so. But, uh, yeah, you can, you're rather than getting a shorter price with them to just win it, you pick their opponent, maybe uh, capitalize a little bit more. So as I'm looking at my chart right now, yeah, Kansas City to beat the Rams has been a very popular play. Kansas City to beat San Francisco has also been a popular play. Ah, geez, I'm looking down here. Buffalo to beat the Rams also got a little bit of money on that. Um, You know, I mean, listen, would anybody be surprised if you saw that? I mean, I sure don't. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, but, you know, of course, I got a couple that I lose on, but most of them I win on. And, you know, it's just the way it goes when you put up props like this.
2: You know, it sounds like, uh, and and I've been talking about this all week, that people are disrespecting this Titans-Bengals game because the public is just – probably going to back whoever wins the Bills Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, but he, we have the number one seed in the AFC here, Chris, and with the home field advantage and they are above a field goal favorite, I, I think I feel like they're going to be dogs in the AFC championship game at home, and I think the public's going to be all over the Bills and the Chiefs.
4: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if the Titans hold serve, listen, they haven't won yet. If they do (laughs) hold serve, I think they will be the dog to either the Bills or the Chiefs. Because don't forget, a couple things involved, whoever's going to come out of that game, that's going to be the last thing in people's minds. So whoever wins that game is going to probably look pretty good. And then the Titans, of course, are going to be the first game in the rotation. So they'll kind of forget that if indeed they do win. So I'm looking at that game. And, you know, it's funny, I had a talk with a guy today He says, you know, if you can run the ball the way Henry was doing earlier in the season, you can win a lot of football games. Yep. And I, you know, I know it's still a passing league, but sometimes, you know, you go, you know, contrarian and uh, you can win some games. So I do have, uh, I have a lot of respect for the Titans, but I'm going to say this about the Bengals too. I had them pegged about halfway through the year. I have uh, one of my supervisors who does the, uh, the the, uh, futures for me. And I told her, keep your eye on this Bengals team. I think they're a lot better than people think. And, you know, listen, I was guilty as anybody. I think I put season win totals up at like six and a half or something, but as the, as the season wore on and Joe Burrow, I think is absolutely the real deal. Um, I still have some question marks about the coach, although he did have a hell of a year, but I think his Bengals team, you know, if they do beat the Titans, they're not going to be a walkover for either the Bills or the Chiefs. This Burrow kid, he just wins at every level, and uh, you know he, he can pull an upset. There's no doubt about it.
5: Yeah,
3: uh, let's get back to the Rams and, and Bucks game because uh, you know this is you. You said you're, you're right now. I'm looking at You know, you're sitting at two and a half. So yeah, it's it's usually not a very uh, profitable experience to fade Tom Brady, but. The same can be said about fading Bill Belichick, and he got thumped on yeah. you know, last weekend. The same could be said about Saban; he lost in the national championship. So, with the, I feel like with the injuries that the the Bucks are dealing with, and the way that the Rams played on Monday night, um, it feels like this is uh, maybe the most. Is this you think this will be the most popular dog of the weekend? <laughs>
4: Ooh, most popular dog. You know, I'd say pro- now I'm going to go with the Bills. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dog, I think. Yeah. But I mean, I think if you look at this game, and I, you know, listen, I got sharp guys both ways with huge money on this game. Uh, So I, I don't really want to get into too much of that. But I'll tell you, I've been at two and a half, more than three, mostly because of those offensive line injuries for the Bucks. And, you know, I know Brady's won seven Super Bowls. But, you know, he's lost, or he, I would say he hasn't lost, but he hasn't won yeah. 13 of them. I mean, he's been in the league, I, I think, 20 years now. You know, so, I mean, there's there's plenty that he hasn't won. And right now, I just don't like the way this team is coming into it. Uh, I had my serious question marks about the Rams, uh, certainly over the last half of the season. They played really well. And one thing I've noticed, and I've been doing this an awful long time, the teams that are healthiest at this point in the year, they win a lot of games.
3: We got to run. You're the best at Andrews Sports on Twitter. There he is, Chris Andrews on the nightcap.
2: This is the nightcap on V the sports betting network.
3: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, well, bet rivers. As you cover, bet rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting. From the local perspective, there are casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A. with Danielle Alvari, New York with Will the Thrill Hill, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. So speaking of Danielle Alvari, I just let her know. I should have taken the nine and a half with mm. Utah. I talked about that, didn't do it, decided to take the over in Gonzaga, San Francisco, which is off to a great start. I mean. 69 points at the half. We're going
2: to get 90 points in the second half.
3: We got 90. I would be happy because I got 158 and a half. That would be wonderful. Um, But I did roll with Danielle Alvarez, alma mater, second half. We're going to go Bruins, minus five and a half, second half. So that would mean they would win the game by five. They trail by one at the half. And that took a little Gonzaga, minus nine. Maybe they'll get hot against San Francisco. Yeah, and free throws right. pull it away at the end. Come on, let's yeah. go, let's go, Zags. So uh, let's get it done. The uh, I I did this uh, last week with some of these late night. I call it the keep Tim entertained bets. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say these are like earlier today. Those are bets I really thought out, well thought out. Yes. One uh, one Indiana lost Colorado. Yeah, these are kind of yeah. Let's just let's just let's fire away. Sure. So, let's we'll see.
2: Mean, yeah, I'm totally tilted now. So let's just keep let's just keep firing away. <laughs>
3: Uh, James Alvarino, uh <laughs> spread investor on Twitter, crushing it in the NBA. He's going to join us. Uh, so, uh, How about the Pacers?
2: Huh? Keeping it close.
3: Yeah, I thought this was going to be an opportunity at some point to, um, you know. Do Warriors live? Yeah. Not
2: the case, my no, friend.
3: No, not at all. And <laughs> I'm glad I, I stayed away Uh-oh. from these. So, um, we will see. We will see. I'm still kicking myself. Love home dogs. and I didn't bet Utah, but now I'm betting against them. So, hey, yeah, let's, uh, let's land in the middle. So, we'll see what happens. San Francisco and uh, Gonzaga about to start the second half. Um, you know, we've been, obviously, with divisional round weekend being here, plenty to talk about in the NFL. But we're going to talk some NBA when James comes in. Well, I'm sure we'll talk NFL, too. But the Lakers, man, <laughs> we joked on the show. What was it? Uh, was it Monday night? I think it was Monday night. The we called it the the apology game. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, the Lakers are definitely going to win this game." And they did. And uh now Scott, they lose again last night. Uh Russell Westbrook doesn't play the final 4 minutes, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Uh when you look at this team, do you believe there's this team's going to find a way to turn things around in the sense that Maybe they win a playoff series. Do they even make the playoffs? I mean, that's the fascinating thing about the Lakers. They are that bad. But the problem is, you know, if you're trying to find a buy low opportunity on the Lakers, it doesn't exist because they're such a publicly bad team. They have LeBron James. They won the title two years ago. So you see those odds up there, Scott, at six to one to win the West. It's like, no, but if you got me, I don't know, like 14 to one, I'm like, all right,
2: maybe I take a flyer, but come on, no way. I have no interest in these guys. I have no use for them. They have no interest in in playing the game, it seems like. I think that they are just a a fade-only team right now. They are just begging for Anthony Davis to return because they're putrid without him. Uh, This is a team that is just overhyped. They're old. They're not good in a lot of areas. Uh, LeBron masks a lot of flaws for Mm -hmm. this team. Uh, And in a playoff series, I know that people are going to say can't bet against LeBron in a seven-game series because he can take it over. There are much better teams in the NBA's Western Conference than this Lakers team. Like, I will pick the Nuggets over them. I will pick the Suns clearly, the Warriors clearly, the Jazz clearly. Um, So you just can't get me. Grizzlies? Yeah, you can't get me to bet on this Lakers team. So here's the interesting thing. Um, They're plus
3: 290 to miss the playoffs. Well, everyone makes the playoffs. I mean, they're I mean, not going to the playoffs. I mean, now, they're going
2: to, at worst, be in the play-in tournament, which I mean, they which on. they
3: eked out against the Warriors, and then the Warriors, after you know, giving everything they got, they laid down in the uh, against the Grizzlies and lost in that spot. Does so, that
2: count? By the way,
3: if you're in you the play-in make, tournament, no, you no, you, you, gotta so you make have to win eight. that to get in. Yes. Okay. So you got to make the eight. So yeah, if it was the play-in tournament, I say there's no way to bet this. Plus 290. Now, once again, you're sitting on that ticket for a long time. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to. Just gonna... bet against them in games. Yeah, so <laughs> they say, yeah, I mean, they're probably going to be a favorite in the play-in game, whoever they were to play. So if you think, you know, they're going to lose that game. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, an interesting one. I, I think the discussion of Frank Vogel
2: getting fired is just ludicrous. Well, LeBron I mean... picks his coach, so he can decide. what he... Listen, LeBron might not just not play next year and just coach the team. <laughs> You know, he'll, they'll, they'll, you know, he's going to wait till they can draft Bronny, his son, and just coach him.
3: That's <laughs> it. Well, at least he's doing his part. He's averaging like 34 points a game. I mean, I the, the Russell Westbrook trade is, a, is an absolute disaster. So dumb. I mean, when it so, happened, I think so dumb. we all were thinking, like, what, this is the worst possible player that could be matched up with LeBron James. And uh, it has not fared out all that well. By the way, Drew Timmy just threw a ball off the head of some dude on San Francisco. <laughs> In San Francisco, you know Jim Root was on the show last night and he said, "Look, San Francisco historically plays Gonzaga pretty well even when they don't even have that good of a team and this year they do and they're they're holding their own uh, right now. 40 to 38 uh the Zags leading just by two at home against the Dons of San Francisco, but hopefully that patented Gonzaga run will hum Come soon enough and uh, get some points as well. Like a twenty to two run, in, in, be nice. In, yeah, in like a four minute span. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be nice. Um, I I know that you're intrigued by a Green Bay Buffalo teaser. Absolutely. So we've talked quite a bit about Green Bay and San Francisco, Buffalo. You get them up to plus seven and a half. It is the highest total on the board, so the points aren't as valuable, but mm-hmm. You said it earlier, hard to disagree, that you believe that
2: ultimately this is a one-possession game one way or the other. I think it comes down to whoever has the football last. Uh, These teams are just too good, and the offenses are too good that if there is a two-possession separation, I'm never going to doubt the other team to come back. Like, if the Bills are up by two scores, the Chiefs are going to pull within a score. Or maybe even get even closer than that. You know, a chance to tie the game. Same thing with the Bills. No one's ever going to be out of this game. And I also don't think that there's going to be enough empty possessions, Tim, for a team to go up two scores. You know, it's not going to be a case where the Chiefs score a touchdown, the Bills punt. The Chiefs score another touchdown, and then the Bills punt again. Like, I, I think there could be an empty possession, but then they'll follow it up by a score. Same thing, conversely, for the other team. I just don't think there'll be enough empty possessions for either one of these teams to establish a two- to three-score lead. I think this game stays within one possession, and that's why getting seven-and-a-half is a gift. If you were giving it to me with the Chiefs, I would take it. Mm-hmm. If you're giving it to me with the Bills, I would take it. I actually think that, you know, if this game – fell down to a pick'em, which it's not going to uh, you know a a teaser either way works I I just think that this game is going to be decided by which team has the football last it'll be a one possession win for either side
3: yeah I I haven't bet this game uh, on a side Kenny was on the show last night he likes the over interesting to hear and not surprising look sharps like to play play unders Mm -hmm. and the public likes to play overs that's the way it pretty much always goes so Right now, the ticket count at the South Point three to two on the over, the money three to one on the under. That's why I've seen a little bit of movement down. I played for over fifty-three and a half. Um, I I just I think that's the way this game's going to play out. But are you getting the feeling at all that Buffalo, because of the performance that they had, so dominant, one of the best offensive performances Scott we've ever seen in in, in NFL playoff history, seven possessions, seven touchdowns. Um, are you getting the feeling at all that this is a public dog situation where people sure. really are grabbing the Buffalo Bills and maybe the Kansas City Chiefs you are actually getting a little bit of value on the Chiefs?
2: So I would say that, except this spread is exactly where it should be. Like if these two teams played at a neutral site, it's a pick em. So yeah. the fact that you're, it's a one and a half to two is – probably what home field at Arrowhead is worth and if this game was at Buffalo then the Bills would be a one and a half point favorite it would this game would is never going to touch three just like it would never touch three if the game were in Buffalo so I think the spread is accurate I think that you know there's obviously going to be people that love the Buffalo Bills as a public dog as a team that pitched a perfect game against the Patriots but you will and plus they beat the Chiefs in the regular season on the other side, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. They're at home. That incredible atmosphere at Arrowhead. Uh, and their star power dominates this game. I, I think this is so intriguing. Which is why I can't pick a team with the regular spread. I just can't. Which is why I love the teaser scenario for the Bills. We will bring in James Alberino.
3: He will join us in studio to wrap up the show. we got two more segments to go. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. Not looking good out west. Not a whole lot of points with Gonzaga in San Francisco. Try to cheer me up with our next guest. It's the Nightcap on
2: Visa. This is the Nightcap on Visa the Sports Betting
0: Network.
3: If you missed any part of our show or anything on scheduled schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows and download and listen on your schedule. Go to v slash podcast. You'll get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, And many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I feel like I'm I'm cheating on the look ahead here because James (laughs) Alvarino is a a great guest of theirs and he is joining us in studio here. Get his thoughts on uh, on a lot of things going on. Uh, Scott Seidenberg sitting in for Sean King. Uh, We are stupidly sweating out Gonzaga, San Francisco. It's a lot of sweat oh. at this point, yeah, Tim. It's, it's, uh, just, it's just a loser. Yes. Just just a loser. Yes, it's over. Uh, 47, they're missing free throws on technicals. I mean, it is what it is. The sooner so. you
2: accept your fate, the sooner you can move as
3: a, on. As a wise man once told me, Matt Humans, just give up. And that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, so, that's what we should do. So uh, we'll move on. We'll talk uh, divisional round weekend. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I want to bounce around because we go in chronological order a lot. Let's start with the early game on Sunday because I, I keep going back and forth and Sean's not here tonight. You know, that's tugging at his heartstrings, a, a former Tampa Bay Buccaneer Super Bowl champion. You know, James, we were just kind of briefly talking off air. I know the Rams are sorry. The Bucks have gotten healthier in the secondary. Their defense is starting to get healthier. But you look at what the Rams, how they played, how they dominated that game on Monday night and... The banged up nature of that offensive line for Tampa Bay, the lack of weapons right now. There's a reason that line keeps dipping under three uh, at South Point in favor, or down to two and a half in favor of the Buccaneers. What are your, what's your analysis of of Rams and Bucks?
5: Well, the Rams versus the Cardinals Monday, that was the best defensive game they've had all season. So they if awesome. they play that way, you have Tristan Wirfs most likely not playing. This becomes a lot more difficult matchup now for the Buccaneers. The right tackle spot was soft. And you saw Brady got hit a couple times last week versus the Eagles. So, if Von Miller, Floyd, Aaron Donald are able to rush the line. This is a tough matchup. This might be one of the biggest mismatches of the weekend. And what favors the Rams, too, flying from west to east coast is that they are playing Sunday. They're not playing on that Saturday game. It's not a 4.30 Eastern game on Saturday. So, they have the extra day. Middle of the day on East East Coast time Sunday. So, um, whether or not... Sounds like you like
3: the Rams gonna,
2: a little bit here. Yeah,
5: I'm, I'm leaning towards the Rams. I haven't bet it yet, but yeah. I'm, I'm leaning towards it, yeah.
2: And what about the, uh, just in general, like on, on Saturday? First of all, just in general, over the weekend, a lot of these spreads, not great numbers. You know, when you have three and a half with the Titans, it's not a great number. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers has now dropped down to five and a half. Um, you know, the Bills and... And Chiefs, it's essentially a pick'em. You know, there's a, a dead number at two, and the three is just locked in there right now. Maybe two and a half at the South Point, actually, with uh, the uh, the Bucks and the Rams. Yeah. When you look at the weekend schedule as a whole, considering the numbers that are posted right now, any leans towards plays on these games?
5: Bills, uh, I'm, I'm leaning as well, plus two. Okay. Um, like we were talking about before, you can get creative with some of these plays too, if. Obviously, lines are tighter uh, over mm-hmm. the weekend for playoff games. So if you didn't lay it with the Titans, but you took that as a money line piece, because yeah, obviously you're not going to tease them through zero, but if you right. use them as a money line piece and, and take away the three and a half points, you, like may, not, you may not need to. But if you, if you do money line parlay them with the Packers and get that at around plus 125, plus 130, you know, there's obviously other ways to play it, but if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're trying to get creative and you're trying to avoid playing sharp lines, I lean Tennessee in that game anyways. I think it's a tough situational spot for Cincinnati coming in. Early Saturday game off a, off a tough game last week, and Tennessee's been waiting for this game. Extra time to prepare. Um, Derrick Henry coming back, run game strong. and The problem with the Raiders last week, they got into the red zone a bunch of times. Derrick Carr was terrible in the yep. red zone. If, if you were able to convert... If you're the Raiders last week and you converted in the red zone, that's a different game because both team, Burrow and Carr were able to move the ball. The difference was Burrow was converting and the Bengals were converting inside the red zone, and the Raiders were making mistakes.
3: Yeah, and that, and that's a great point at spread investors where you can follow James on Twitter. And this isn't a knock on on the Bengals, but you know if you look at I, I think I heard someone I forget who it was. so Apologies for not crediting them. Then, but but if you look at you know the advanced box score of that game, I think the Bengals won by like. Half a point. Yeah. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. really a seven point spread. So I, I think the situational spot really is a tricky one. And I think there is, as we were talking about earlier on the show, Scott, I think there is a little bit of, you know, I heard some odds makers in town say that they made this game a pick. Um, no, they would have made it a pick. Obviously, they weren't going to post a pick. They mm-hmm. posted two and a half and it quickly bet up. I, I think there is some lack of respect for Tennessee. And you looked at earlier this year, I forget the number, but they were. They were a significant underdog at home on Monday night against the Chiefs or Bills? Against they the won Bills. Bills. Six Bills. point. Bills. And then they won the following yeah. week against the yes. Chiefs. I mean, this team
2: has proven They're two and oh straight up as underdogs. And once again, and yeah.
3: James, when you have the full arsenal there, Derrick Henry, Foreman, Green, uh, you know, Julio Jones, they are really they can be lethal with the with the play action.
5: And- They've been in this situation for a couple of years. Zach Taylor, the Bengals, they they haven't been right. in big playoff spots. Last week, you can't count that as a big playoff spot. The Raiders really didn't deserve and belong to be belong in the playoffs this year. This is veteran team, veteran coach. What is Zach Taylor going to do in, in close situations? Is he going to keep up with Vrabel? I feel like Tennessee is one of the most under the radar one seeds, and rightfully so. Yeah, but then you look back at their schedule blew out Kansas City, Mm -hmm. beat Buffalo, beat Indianapolis twice, beat the Rams. They have a really impressive resume. You forget about in the long season with the extra week that they did a lot of their damage in the early part of their schedule and when a lot of people doubted them. Uh, Do I love minus three and a half? No, but is it a good situation for the Bengals? It's not.
2: Can I show you a tweet from December 23rd when I wrote – Can't wait to bet the Titans as a home underdog in the playoffs Mm. versus the Bills. (laughs) There you go. That is a tweet that they, I sent they out will on December twenty third. a home underdog. We'll see if it is against
3: the Bills or the Chiefs. But yeah, there's no doubt and they will I absolutely don't, be don't underdog. Don't jinx it. Early and,
5: though.
2: I you know. <laughs> calling this like next week, we're going to be watching the Kansas City Chiefs against play the Bengals yeah, yeah, at Bengals. home, <laughs> at Arrowhead against the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> no, I look at this uh, playoffs, and and I've already locked in uh, my favorite play of the weekend, which is a two team teaser. I'm pushing the Packers down to a pick 'em, mm-hmm. actually plus a half, whatever, and then uh, the. Chi- uh, excuse me, the Bills uh, forty and slipped there. The Bills up to <laughs> seven and a half because I did it when it was a one and a half point spread. So I got seven and a half with the Bills. And the thing is with the Packers, I don't mean any disrespect to the 49ers. Packers aren't losing this game. Not at home. Not when they're getting some injury, some injured guys back. Not with the layoff. Not with Aaron Rodgers and his last dance mission. So Packers are winning that game. The Bills Chiefs, James, and tell me if you agree with this. I think comes down to whoever has the football last. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's going to be a field goal game or a touchdown game. What I do know is that it's going to be a one possession game because I think both of these offenses are too good to have empty possessions where the other team will go up multiple scores.
5: Whenever there's a really good matchup like this, like last year we looked at the Super Bowl before that game, Kansas city and Tampa Bay. Was there any way that you saw that game getting out of hand? You, you, Typically could have scripted it similar to what mm-hmm. we're talking about right now. My only thought and question with this game, with the way Buffalo played last week and the way that they dominated and, and, and just performed, they got over the hump where they finally dominated a real Patriots roster, not like last year, and they lost this AFC Championship game last year. Does that added fuel? Does that add an emotion for Buffalo? Not to say that Kansas City doesn't See- have added emotion. Kansas City already they, – they've already had they've, – they've had their Super Bowl run. They've had – I would is, lean
2: there this if they, the Bills' year? I would lean there if they didn't play earlier in the season. Because I it's think fair. that game earlier in the season was the Bills' emotional game saying we're going to get revenge for the AFC Championship loss. And you saw the Bills dominated that now,
5: game. Now, does that give them confidence, though, to go into Arrowhead I again? I think it does. Because yeah. that's, that's really the situational cap. Does that win where they blew out Kansas City early in the season, does that give – is that m- more relevant to the Bills' confidence in this rematch or Kansas City's revenge angle saying we're not letting this happen twice? I would lean towards the Bills, not just for the situation. Kansas City was vulnerable versus Denver two weeks ago. Kansas City last week versus Pittsburgh didn't get going until close to halftime.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they the, the T.J. If, Watt touchdown, first four possessions
5: and score, right? Josh Allen, that was one of the best performances in, in, in what, two-degree weather? That was ridiculous. <laughs> so, the, I don't know. I haven't bet it yet, but... Bills, there's a little extra juice coming from their side.
3: Yeah, and and you're seeing the market reflect that as it's getting down to one and a half. So, uh, a lot more to hit on, maybe some totals as well. But James also very heavily uh, handicaps the NBA, and we got to pick your brain about that. Nice winner today on the Suns. Thank you. Came through. A little sweaty early, but (laughs) it's never easy, man. You never, I mean, we always like the rocking chairs, but uh, those are so rare. So uh, we got James Alvarino hanging out. One more segment in studio to wrap things up before we hand it off to Hoops Peterson. It is the Nightcap on v
0: If you dare.
2: This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. And, folks, we've got ourselves a whole lot of coverage, Scott, coming up for the big game. 56 hours of free coverage, betting strategies. We've got our betting guide that we'll have ready for you for those two weeks. All the props that will be released the week prior to the big game. We'll have all that market insights. Everything you need to know, Scott. VEASAN.com for the big game. Live. Betcast cast for the big game Warriors and Pacers in overtime here. This game went off prior to <laughs> today at Pacers plus 17 at the South Point 16 here at Circa. Uh, hopefully this isn't a dogs go to die. That would be a tragic beat if uh, this was a dog went to die in overtime situation. <laughs> There's James no Alvarino way. hanging out with us uh, at Spread Investor on Twitter. Uh, Sean, uh, Scott and I betting, uh, sweating out some uh, some plays here. You know, it's probably the dumbest thing that I've done. Eh, not the dumbest thing. I've done a lot of stupid things. But I didn't bet Utah plus nine and a half. They're down at the half. And I decided I'm going to take UCLA here live. Minus five and a half. We'll see what happens. They are the better team. Utah's been playing terribly. Uh, and then minus nine in the second half was what we we rolled with Rick Gonzaga. Yeah, They are leading the second half by 10 right now, but they've picked up the pace finally in that one. All right, James, a couple uh, thoughts real quickly on the NFL before getting into tomorrow night's uh, NBA card. Friday night's always a huge NBA evening. Uh, Total-wise, anything jumping out at you? Everything's outside of Chiefs and Bills is around 47. Chiefs and Bills, 53 and a half. We talked to Chris Andrews just a little bit ago Said about three to two ticket count on the over, which is not a surprise from the public, but the money, as you know, sharps like to play unders. The under has been the play. Anything total wise, jumping. I didn't out play of you.
5: anything totals. I leaning the under in the Bengals Titans game, yeah. game script wise. Just think Titans are gonna try to run the ball a lot, try to put a lot of pressure, win with a defensive line to avoid Burrow going down the field. So I think you'll you'll see a running clock there and um, Titans run defense is strong. 3.9 yards of carry, so I think they could put Burrow in a little bit longer yeah. third down and distances. Um, yeah, lean to the under there, but I haven't bet it.
3: Um, all right, let's get to the NBA. Big card tomorrow. I know a bunch mm-hmm. of games have caught your eye. I, just real quickly, we were, we were kind of briefly hitting on this before you came in studio with the Lakers. I mean, there seemed to be a disaster. Uh, you know, Right now, you're looking at an early line. They're laying six at Orlando. I don't know if it's a good spot to fade them, but overall, what's just your thought process on the Lakers right now?
5: Scott, we've talked about it from (laughs) October. Look, last year from the playoffs, everyone on Twitter thought the Lakers were going to make this run in the beginning of the playoffs. And that not that it carried over. There wasn't that much support for the Lakers' start of this season as there was at the playoffs last year. But there was a lot of support for the Lakers. And it took for them to really bottom out and lose versus the Thunder for people to say, okay, this team really isn't good. And... I'm not surprised by anything that's happened over the last two months because they're not a they're not a well constructed roster. Oh yeah, they have too many big men who can't score. They have too many old players. Too many. They're starting Trevor Ariza. Yeah, Trevor Ariza in 2015 that brought back memories of like a past life for me. It's like Trevor Ariza, (laughs) Dwight Howard. The Rockets were good in 2015, not the Los Angeles Lakers. (laughs) Trevor Ariza. So the Lakers are not a good team. I'm not getting involved in the game versus the Magic because the Magic are really, really bad. And if there's one game, this is what the Lakers have done over the last month. They go on these really phony win streaks. They beat up on bad teams. They beat up on the Hawks when the Hawks were really struggling. And people are like, oh, the Lakers, LeBron, they're all coming back. It's like, no, the the Hawks have one of the worst defenses in the NBA. It's not last year. (laughs) Um, So, no, not fading because the Magic with Robin Lopez, that's not, no, that's a... Disaster for LeBron. So. <laughs> um but there is a big game
3: uh tomorrow night. It'll be you know on, on prime stage. Milwaukee land a pretty big number, eight and a half yeah. or nine against Chicago. It almost feels like, you know, Admiral Akbar here, a little little trap. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is too many points. I'm like, well, ah, maybe there's a
5: reason it's this high. Chicago's gonna struggle inside with Milwaukee's size. Chicago, they handled Cleveland, well, that game was also in Chicago, and handling Evan Mobley and Jared Allen Mm -hmm. is different than Giannis because Mobley's not going to drive from the logo and and go right at you. I I think that's really where the Bulls are going to miss having their full roster and having more help defense with Levine and Lonzo Ball. Uh, Vucevic is on a little bit of an island down there. That said, I can't bet the Bucks at this price. It's too inflated. The Bucks have been playing extremely well on ESPN nationally televised games, and that's why you're seeing a really, really inflated price. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls cover and squeeze within the number, but if you do bet the Bulls, I, I don't think you're going to be very comfortable throughout the whole game because I think the Bucs at home, they're going to be able to go on-, on runs.
2: What about the Brooklyn Nets on the road against the Spurs? So they're on the road, which means mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving's going to play. Kyrie's coming off. His best game, arguably, since yeah. he returned to this team. It's a small number, laying two and a half on the road in San Antonio. Can you back another good performance from Kyrie and the Nets here in this spot? Or is there a different way you can attack this game?
5: The Nets are in a pretty good spot for this game. They'll come in with a day off. And the Spurs are not a big team. Yaka Pertl is going to have to deal with DeRon Sharp. LaMarcus Argers has been playing great off the bench for the Nets. Kyrie's only getting better as the games go on. He had 30 points last night. He shot well the game before that. The Nets defense is still a mixed bag, but so, so are the Spurs. It's going to be a high-flying game, a lot of offense. And in that sense, you, you got to lean to the Nets in the way that they're playing right now. And and De'Ron Sharp, look at De'Ron Sharp's prop total tomorrow. He's gone over five of the last six games. Guy with got a lot of size. Spurs don't have a lot of size. And... Uh, if Nick Claxton doesn't play again, because the Nets are shopping Nick Claxton, mm-hmm. that if that happens, De'Ron Sharp is not a, a widely popular name. You could hit his prop total. It was nine and a half last game. He finished with 14 points in 18 minutes.
3: At Spread Investor on Twitter, as we wrap things up, uh, just bouncing around tomorrow's card, uh, you've got Portland at Boston Pretty big number here for Boston, plus seven and a half. This
5: is a good spot for Portland. The Celtics can't be trusted, laying a lot of points. They blow a lot of leads. They don't play a f- full 48 minutes. They lost last night to Charlotte. Charlotte was never really threatened in that game. They were in control almost the full 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte had some moving parts, too. It was Kelly Ubri's first game in a while. He came in and dominated off the bench. The Celtics don't seem to get... Good performances a lot of times from both Tatum and Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart's not playing. They were talking about shopping him recently. So that the the, the Blazers just got C.J. McCollum back. Mm-hmm. And if Nasir Little, who, again, under the radar name, not a big name, but he's been key for them the last couple of weeks with, with injuries. Anthony Simons has been great. If Nasir Little plays tomorrow, I like the Blazers. Little got hurt at the end of the last game, but he's questionable to play tomorrow. So the Blazers—that's that, too many points, I think, for the Celtics.
3: And Blazers right now sitting at uh, at seven and a half. Yeah. Um, what about real quickly? Because we're watching, you know, Golden State right now on the verge of losing to the Pacers. <laughs> There's wild. a line already out. Uh, it's twelve, but they're playing Houston. <laughs> It feels like a good fade spot, Mm -hmm. but it is Houston. So what do we do there? Nothing?
5: Clay Clay Thompson probably won't play tomorrow. Kirk's not going to want to play him on the back-to-back. Golden State is deep enough, though, especially with Gary Payton back. You have Jordan Poole. You have guys like Damian Lee. You have enough shooters where, versus a team like the Rockets, who maybe plays 22 minutes of defense per game. Mm -hmm. Versus a team like the Warriors. uh, Are you going to lay 12 and a half? No. No. Can I sell you on the under?
2: I saw you on the under, 229. I don't think the Rockets are going to score over 110. That's a good point. The, the Warriors will bring defense, because
5: if it's yeah. the role player's playing, if it's guys that didn't play a lot of minutes tonight, that's probably likely the case. And and with teams like the Warriors, you get your 7th, 8th, ninth guy that'll play hard
2: on defense. This will be you like a 116-100 like final, something like that. Warriors Rock- win, they cover, game goes under.
5: Let's see where the line goes tomorrow. Maybe Rockets team total under and just leave the Rockets defense out of it completely. <laughs> no,
2: it's like you can't trust them. The <laughs> uh, you have a pick uh, in the futures market. I know you and I talk about this a lot. When you look at the team futures, mm-hmm. uh, real quick here, in the Eastern Conference, there's some value on some teams north of plus 1,000, Well, James. where are the
5: Bulls at right now? now plus 1,100. Bulls, okay, so it didn't it didn't go crazy after yeah. Ball and Levine.
2: But that's a good ticket
5: because Ball – Lonzo Ball and, and Levine are going to be healthy for the end of February, early March. They're going to be in the top four with Milwaukee, the Heat, mm-hmm. and the Nets. They have a good defense. They're very well coached. They have star power. They have depth. Kobe White's getting better. I think that's a really good ticket. And not that they're going to win the East, but if, especially if you're a prop swap guy or if you're looking to sell a ticket or if you're looking to, hey, let me see if they get to the second round then I can start hedging. What are the Cavs at right now? Because they were 40-1 to 1 about. 3,500. <laughs> Man, the Cavs, 35. Look, they're not going to win the East. They don't have enough experience. In two months from now, we're going to have a couple of spots where we're going to get the Cavs plus seven, plus six. <laughs> I hope we're in Studio 4 staring at the TV screen. And that means we're going to have a good bet. <laughs> at Spread Investor on Twitter. Hoops Peterson
3: up next right here on Visa.